How many of you have that one sibling that you're totally embarrassed about? We'll talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Most families that I know of have that one sibling or maybe that one niece or nephew that you just don't talk about. The black sheep of the family that you're embarrassed and they're doing this or no whatever and you just don't want to really incorporate them into your personal narrative. We're going to talk about that in the book of Hebrews. So thanks for joining us. We are in the studio with uh, Sebastian, Israel, Jonathan, and my name is Justin and you are on Inverse. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org where you can download our Bible study guides. This quarter we are studying the book of Hebrews. So with us, uh, you want to be reading, we'll be going to chapter 2, and we are on episode 4, entitled Jesus, Our Faithful Brother. Uh, how are you doing, you guys? Good, how Good. are you? You guys are my brethren. Aloha, my, doing my well, brethren. brother. Um, do you all have someone in your family that you're like, oh, no, I don't want to really introduce you to this person because this, he's... Jonathan, you're smiling like none other. Do you have a... <laughs> <laughs> Like you have one sister or one brother, and you can share it on, on, on TV. Siblings. I love my siblings. You love your siblings, yeah. and we all love our siblings. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter <laughs> Hebrews chapter two. <laughs> Hebrews chapter two. And which sibling um, do you like the most? I, <laughs> I have no siblings at all. I have no siblings at all. But you don't have any family members, you know? Maybe I have my family members. I love my sons. I love my wife. I love my parents. Uh, in general, I'm embarrassed for all of them, and I love them all altogether <laughs> equally. So it's, it's part of love, isn't it? it Absolutely. Is, it is. So, Sebastian, can you pray for us? Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so privileged that we can open your word, and we pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts at the same time. We invite your spirit to guide us as we reflect upon Jesus as our brother, yes. to understand our relation to you, and that through him, our adoption and our relationship and the promises that apply to us as a result. Be in our thoughts and in our understanding is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Israel, can you go to Hebrews chapter 2 and we're going to read verse 14 to verse 18, please. Inasmuch then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to the angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God, to make a propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. All right. So, Jonathan, we in the, in the past couple episodes, we looked at the, the context of Hebrews. We looked at the main message of Hebrews. And last we looked at chapter 1. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened in chapter 1 that can start a discussion in chapter 2? Uh, well, in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, we talked about, you know, the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm. He is, you know not just some random individual, he is truly the Son of God, and mm -hmm. God elevates him as that mm -hmm. he is Amen. above the angels, he's above human beings, mm -hmm. he is. 
Now, the Bible does use these terms of son. Yes. And uh, Israel just read, uh, we talked about Jesus being our brother. Mm -hmm. Now, are these, uh, are these words used in the same way that we would use them as son and mm -hmm. brother in terms of the familial connection? Or is there something a little bit deeper going on? Or should we, are they nuanced in mm -hmm. a certain way before we continue? Uh, Sebastian? Well, yeah, the, the concept of son in the Bible is really one of position than it is of progenity, right? Like you're, you're thinking like, oh, I had my son, I have one son, and he came from me, right? I pre-existed him, I have more power and knowledge and experience than him. But Jesus as the son of God was a position, right? Mm -hmm. Of relationship with the father mm -hmm. in which he had access, right? And his nature, mm -hmm. right? Was the same as the father, mm -hmm. but not so much in, in the same sense that we would use in a human. So we have to be so there's analogous. no point where Jesus was actually born, where he didn't exist, and Correct. because the father gave birth to the son, and then, you know, there's, there's a lot of weird theories out there. I just wanted to make sure that that's just kind of clarified. Correct, and we see that, we see that in, in the very beginning. I know yes. I wasn't here for the last, but in, in Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, who being the brightness of his glory, the express yeah. image of his person, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, he's saying, look, he is the godness of God. Mm -hmm. Like, the glory of God is in Jesus. The, what, what makes God God mm -hmm. is found in Jesus. Jesus and and so mm. the whole point of, of chapter one is that Jesus is greater than the angels mm. because he is God. And I know that, um, I know we talked about the greatness of Jesus and, and, and how Jesus is better, better, better. But in chapter two, what I appreciate mm. chapter two is this is the one part in the whole sermon, and which by the way, it's also helpful, I think, for people to understand that. There's a theological point that he presents, four theological points throughout the book. And then after each point, he has some kind of exhortation, which mm. speaks to us, mm. which he, his exhortation there at the end of that first point that God, Jesus is greater than the angels is, don't drift away. And we see that in the mm. beginning of chapter two. Mm -hmm. Now he's making the second theological point in chapter two, which is that Jesus for a moment in time becomes inferior. Yes. And this to me is what's the, mar the, the most marvelous of all truths in this sermon. Mm. That, that somehow- Kind of inter inter yeah. in counterintuitive to the rest of the theme. Yes. Yeah, right. Better, 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 better. In, that, in a sense, yeah. lower. He's, he's lower. Okay. Right. Sorry and, and then it's almost like he becomes lower Lower, mm. But then actually in that low point, mm. he becomes greater than greater, right? And it's like this whole mind-blowing thing, right? It says, awesome. Jesus Jesus becomes <laughs> lower than the angels. And in this, we find the magnificence of the, the very character of God. Mm. And he says, you know, uh, for uh, in verse 9, mm -hmm. But we see Jesus, and I, I love this. I love this text because it says we see Jesus. We see him for who he is, who was made a little lower than the angels mm -hmm. for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death mm -hmm. for everyone. This is probably the most beautiful aspect of Jesus as God. That even though he is greater than all the angels, even though he is the express image of the glory of God, mm -hmm. he becomes lesser than the angels, he becomes lower than the angels, so that he is able to taste death. Mm. And that, 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 uh, that, that experience of Jesus tasting death is significant to the human being. This is the most important mm -hmm. uh, aspect of Christ's ministry that helps us in our day-to-day -to -day living today. Mm -hmm. And we right. meditate on that thought, and he who is creator of life, mm -hmm. who is antithetical to death, experiences death. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you grapple your head around I mean, this is really uh, one of the main points that Paul is trying to make throughout the whole book is that Jesus is close to us. He is, he's the one that connects Mm -hmm. the divine with the human mm -hmm. and and he made himself lower by 
taking on human flesh, by taking on the human experience, which teach, teaches us, besides all the other theological amazingness that we can talk about, it teaches us that he really cares. Mm. You know, you don't just become a lower, you know, creature for no reason. He, he really wants to be close to us. Mm -hmm. he, he, he longs, and this is the, the heart cry of God throughout the whole scripture. It's like, I want to be close to you. Mm -hmm. I love you. I can't be close to you because of your sins, but let me find a way. And Jesus is that way. You he know, bridges it, the gap. It, it, it really also speaks to the natural ways that humanity, we divide ourselves, yeah. right? Because when you look at Christ, as we just read, and what Israel was pointing out, the sameness and the difference that we have with Jesus mm -hmm. is meaningful in both senses, right? The ways in which we're the same encourages us in our day-to-day -day life, and the way in which we're different encourages us because of his divinity, his origin, his position, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And versus the way we live is, oh, this human being is the same as me, so Israel and I are the same age, or we're the same height, or whatever the case may be, but the differences, right? Mm -hmm. We emphasize to say, well, this is why this is better, right? And right. that doesn't help me that Israel is different. And you can see how him calling us brethren, right? When you look in chapter two and it says in verse 11, for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, mm -hmm. yeah. wow. right? He calls us his brothers in all of our differences and sameness. And he's like, but you're my brother. Mm -hmm. And this to me is what makes the profundity of what Christ represents for all of humanity, but also God's message to us from the very beginning of the yes. book, right? God spoke to us by his son. <laughs> the things that are different are actually a benefit to you, mm -hmm. that are actually a blessing rather than something to be jealous of or, you know. That, that sameness and difference is the definition of a brother, yes? yes? My brother is the same as I. We have the same parents, yeah? We are yeah. different because we are different, 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 different people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, individuals. Uh, Jonathan. You know, there's something so profound uh, about the fact that Jesus is a brother that I think we often forget to appreciate, especially in Christian circles. We're so used to this message that, you know, Jesus is a savior, he's a friend, he's a God, and that's amazing, right? But when you compare that to the reality portrayed or, or, or the message portrayed in other religions, there is no God like that. Mm. No God mm -hmm. stoops down, comes down so close, not That's just right. to come down and visit us occasionally and like, hey, what's <laughs> up? And then leaves. No, he becomes right. our brother. He shares in our nature. Think about that. Think about that. The, the incarnation and, yes. and, and the implications of that incarnation mm. and how that connects, um, that makes me just, it, it, it leads me into a moment of awe and, right. uh, and, and just something like, wow, this is the God of the universe, the one who created all things, and yet he's my brother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if maybe someone out there has not experienced, you know, maybe a good experience with their siblings, you know, we all have <laughs> fights and so on. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a good brother. Like, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And so, you know, growing up, I remember when I was little, we would go in, you know, swimming in the pool, a, a really big pool, and, and I could not, I mean, I could maybe swim a little, but I could not go into the deep parts. But I remember him taking me and carrying, like, swimming to the other part of the pool, you know, over the deep, uh, uh, deep, uh, deep yeah. yeah, the deep parts, and then bringing me there, and then back again, and so on. He and brought you back. Obviously, he didn't just you off, me go. <laughs> <laughs> He probably wanted to, but uh, he didn't. <laughs> His compassion prevailed. But um, good, good, good. But it, it reminds me of the Jesus as our as our bigger brother. Mm. He 
brings us over the gulf of death and mm -hmm. sin and carries us as a brother, you know, full of love and, and compassion. And this, this is on a very practical basis, emotional basis, you know, in my faith relationship. It's yes, God is great and we worship him and we are in awe and we are silent in his presence and yet he's our brother mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And that's just a component that I think we should appreciate more in our personal relationship. With that, the tension between being same and different is oh so important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you, you, you imbalance that a little bit and it just it, it, it puts that 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 theology but mm -hmm. also that vision of Christ, the image of Christ, it takes it out of kilter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is too human and not divine enough, right? Mm -hmm. Then he's just uh, just another human being like you and I and good if person. he overcame, he's mm -hmm. a good person, he overcame sin, then I can do it too and I just got to grip my teeth just like he did. Mm -hmm. But if you take him all too divine, not human enough, then, it, then there's no sympathy from God. Right. There's no existential connection from God. Mm -hmm. Then you're left with either a old covenant thinking or old covenant thinking, right? Mm -hmm. either, either, way. either way. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at the exact the minutia of, 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 of Christ, the nature of Christ. So stay with us because this balance of same and different is crucial for our salvific experience. So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back, welcome back. Same and different about the Christ's nature is what we're talking about, Christology. Uh, people have been talking about for 2,000 years, but let's get into the practical elements, right? Yeah. This is high stuff, and we can stay high, but also got to bring it down to be real. So Israel. Yeah. And it's extremely real, because the problem that we have as human beings today is the fact that we're afraid of death. Mm. That's ultimately the biggest problem in life is death. We do everything to avoid death, right? Mm. I mean, the hospital system exists. Health itself, the health system exists to prevent death. People pay a lot of money just to live even just a few days longer, right? Mm -hmm. And so this fear of death has mm -hmm. engulfed humanity to such, in, to such a degree that we're, uh, according to Scripture, we're in bondage to it. Wow. And so how do, we, how do we address this issue in a very real way, like in a, in a practical way? God could be like, hey, don't be afraid. I'm with you always, whatever. He says, no, to, to, to address this issue of your fear of death, I'm going to send my son to become your brother. And then we have the beauty of the incarnation as Jonathan was just talking about. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about Christ being our brother, we're talking about the, 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 the great concept of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And notice why he's incarnated, right? Notice why he becomes like us. It says, in as much then in verse 14, as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same right? That through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Mm. So he's saying the purpose why I sent my son. And notice here, it says not just in the likeness of flesh and blood, but actually in reality. And what yes. Paul is trying to say is, look, Jesus did not come like almost a human or in the likeness of a human or, you know, similar to a human. He came as a real human being, not just philosophically, but in reality in flesh and blood. Why did he do that? So that he can suffer exactly mm -hmm. what a human being needs to suffer, which ultimately is death. Why did he do that? So that he can relieve us from the bondage of death. Mm. And, and, and the significance of what Jesus does here is, is beyond human understanding. Yes. That he came and he lived a perfect life, 
perfect in every sense, mm -hmm. that he was tempted, the God of the universe, how in the world is that even possible for God to be tempted? That he was tempted because we are tempted, mm -hmm. that he experienced death because we experienced death. In other words, he, can't, he could not come any closer mm -hmm. to the human experience because he became an actual human being. Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? He did that, he lived in everyday human life mm -hmm. so that you and I can live in mm -hmm. everyday human mm -hmm. life. And that's the point. I love the, the victory over death. Mm -hmm. I want to continue and go to verse 6, verse uh, 18. Mm -hmm. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Yes. So not only does he give us victory over death, and I appreciate that, he also gives us victory over sin, over mm -hmm. temptation. Yep. Uh, his humanity allows him to, to sympathize with us, yes. to have compassion upon us. And then... And I mean, get real. We, the four of us are not going to get get perfect. The the nature, the divine and human nature balance of Christology in, in sure. twenty eight minutes or twenty twenty six <laughs> minutes or whatever, and and solve two thousand years of theological problems. Uh, but we are able to say, hey. God can help me in my sins. Yes. Help me in my victory. And the reality is there are some people who don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. right. Jesus took away these sins. He, he died for your sins. Yeah. And that's it. Just keep doing your stuff. Keep confessing. And Jesus, Jesus is this perpetual uh, sponge that absorbs your sins. Now, that does happen. But on top of that, he gives us aid. Mm -hmm. yeah. question is this. What is that aid? How mm -hmm. does it look like? How do we get that aid? How does it apply? How do we have victory over sin? And how is that connected with the nature of Jesus? human nature of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sebastian and then Jonathan. So it, it reminds me of a story I had with my, my second sister. I'm the oldest of seven. And being the older brother, you naturally understand exactly what's kind of happening in this text in terms of how Christ comes. Mm -hmm. So I, my sister always had to wait for me after school so that I could walk her home from school. And one day I got in trouble, so I was on detention, so my sister was waiting. And unbeknownst to me, because she got out sooner from elementary school, I'm walking out, and this time I did not have detention. So as I'm walking downstairs, I see these three boys, right, like kicking my sister, hmm. right? They're just like, every tour she tries to run or turn, and I was like in shock, right? And so, of course, you know, I'm not gonna say on air what exactly took place, but let's just say I delivered my sister from the fear <laughs> of death, right? And so, as we're walking home, I'm like, yo, this is crazy, like what was happening there? And in my mind, this was the first time, my sister tells me this was happening every day, mm. right? And, and the very fact was that if I had known, right, mm -hmm. obviously, right, I would have changed things that I was doing to make sure. But in this very sense, we can see what Paul is saying here is that death and sin and temptation are like bullies, right? And he knows and he sees that these things are beating us down. But it's like we ask, we get that help by asking, right? By going to Christ and first making sure we know that it's not that Jesus is ignorant, right? That Jesus doesn't know. But through that experience of prayer, we're bringing that to him to acknowledge his presence as he's stronger, he can conquer these things, and to invite Christ into those struggles. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we like to feel like it's up to me. Mm. I just got to fight it on my yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. And what he's trying to say is you have an older brother. Did yeah. you treat your sister any differently after that incident? Big time, big time different. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was, she and I fought all the time, but in that experience, it was definitely, you know, one of the first times where I, I knew situations that happened with my sister before, but I was very protective. Yeah. But in that situation, it was a recognition that A, you can't get detention, right? Because your sister's waiting. And B, like, you know, 
I, I realized how much my sister was trying to go through the experience that we go through with sin and death mm -hmm. and temptations. Like, man, I, mean, I just got to deal with it myself. It's interesting, I mean, you, we know that God knows, but He voluntarily went the next step and yeah. entered our existential ex uh, and that knowledge. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that that's another theme to, you know, to contemplate. In, yeah. in, in Hebrews 2, it talks about how Jesus was made lower than the angels for a little while. And what that means is in His incarnation, Jesus took upon Himself, you know, the, the human nature and the human experience and he voluntarily set aside his divine powers. Now he was still divine, he was still God, right? Mm -hmm. But he said, I'm not going to just tap into my powers to do all the things that I need to do. I will rely on the Father. Mm -hmm. This is why Jesus had to spend time in prayer. He prayed you know, all night to know the will of the Father. He says in you know Matthew, like I I'm not doing anything of my own. I'm doing what the Father is doing, what mm -hmm. He's telling me to do. Mm -hmm. He relied on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon Him when He was baptized, you know. Uh, and then um, we see that Jesus really exemplified to us what a life of faithfulness and victory looks like through prayer, through knowledge of the Scriptures, through relying, you know, on the Holy Spirit and the will of the Father. Those are all things, elements that both in forgiveness and, and you know, salvation, but also in victory are crucial. Mm. Uh, if, you know, Jesus did not commit sin, but he was still tempted by the devil. He, he, he was constantly bombarded with op opportunities to sin. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, he remained victorious through the same means that are given to us as well. Mm. The Word of God, mm. a relationship with the Father, the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and then of course the sacrifice of Jesus that he provided. So uh, really Jesus lived, uh, the way he lived was an example to us because he, he utilized the same things that are available to us to remain victorious are, are given to us to receive forgiveness and to also mm. have victory over our sins. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank the you. Ex the experience of the experience of, the, of humanity was so grave. So I mean, we were so beyond hope. Mm -hmm. You know, so far away from understanding who God is and 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 understanding what our calling in this world is that Jesus literally had to become human mm. uh, in order to save us from that. And we have to think about that. The significance of sin. Sin mm -hmm. is so damaging to the human experience that it causes the Son of God to become <laughs> a Son of Man. Right. Mm. And verse. 17 answers a question that you were asking earlier in the, in the program. Mm -hmm. It yes. says, therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. Mm. Why? That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. So how is it that Jesus becoming a human being, how is it that not only does that bring deliverance from death, but also brings deliverance from sin? Well, he, you know, and, and I appreciate what you said, Sebastian, that we need to ask God and, 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 and he's available. Mm -hmm. But even before we could ask, he said, I'm actually going to take the first step. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to understand. And so, so Jesus as God comes into the human experience to understand what we go through so that there's never a time when I say God but you don't understand what it means to be oh, we can't you know that. yeah because yeah. in all things it says he yeah. was tempted why was he tempted this way he was tempted this way so that he would be able to just even saying this blows my mind away he was tempted so that he would be able to qualify himself mm -hmm. to be our high priest, mm -hmm. right. not just our high priest, but a merciful high priest yes. and a faithful high priest. Yes. And here we find victory over sin. Victory over sin is found in the mercy of God mm -hmm. and in the faithfulness, not of myself, but in the faithfulness of Jesus exactly. as a, a high priest to Amen. deliver me from mm -hmm. sin. And so it says that Jesus became a merciful and a faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God to deliver us mm -hmm. from sin. And so Jesus experienced life in, a, uh, in an everyday basis. He learned in that 
in a very intimate way, in an experiential way, what mercy really is like, so that he knows what we experience and he knows what we go through. And he says, if, if, if I was tempted, mm. how much more these individuals without the divinity, how much more are they tempted? And I now express mercy and my faithfulness is available to save them from mm -hmm. sin. You know, it, it, to build off powerful, Israel's powerful. point, right, is, is the, the crazy idea is that because he went through it, the mercifulness is like, I understand, right? So that as I'm advocating for you and this person fell again, this person sinned again. And Jesus is like, I've resisted this thing unto blood, right? Mm -hmm. I've resisted the temptation, the full intensity of wow. it, mm -hmm. right? And the recognition of that tells me it's like, I need to keep asking for the mercy of God, mm -hmm. right? Towards this individual. But then his faithfulness is the fact that he knows how persistent temptation and sin is in the person's life. Mm -hmm. I can't take a day off. I can't just relax. Mm -hmm. I can't just decide, you know, I'm not gonna advocate, you know, from 12 to two, right? I'm on vacation. So his faithfulness as a high priest and his mercifulness are also driven by being touched by those experiences. Cause he's like, I know that he who had no intercessor He's thinking to himself, this would have been amazing. But having struggled with it, I know exactly how to address it and, and why those attributes are critical to his success in helping us. Mm -hmm. Jonathan. You know, there's this really dumb uh, TV show in the United States where, you know, a, a boss, <laughs> I'm sorry to go, go from the high theology to this, but where, the, where a boss of a company, uh, you know, pretends to be someone, a, a worker in his own company mm -hmm. and, and goes into the role of like the lowest, you know, position, so to say, in that oh, company. Undercover boss. Undercover boss, yeah, that's the name. I don't know the title, but I've, I've seen here and there scenes of it. And I, it's interesting because in a way, you know, they often then can better relate to what's really going on and then they make changes you know for their employees the amazing thing is that God you know he, it's not that he didn't know what we're going through That's right. but in a way he, you said he qualified himself really for us so that we right. can he, well that was made evident yes. made public and now it's like his mercy is now real yes. he's always been merciful he's always been compassionate mm -hmm. but right. now it's made real in, for the, in it, the eyes of the worker right it's, uh, yeah, us, yeah, us, us. So, <laughs> so, but it, it's more than that he becomes our brother like, mm. he doesn't just I'm, I'm coming in I'm getting out again he's like I remain, I'm still your brother he right. still has human flesh mm -hmm. in heaven mm -hmm. so it's an internal covenant and internal faithfulness seen here in his role as our brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this discussion has been very, very profound. Uh, a lot of lofty themes here. And hopefully you've been thinking about that sibling or that cousin or that niece and nephew that you're ashamed of. Shame is a huge factor. But when we look at how Jesus became our elder brother and he was not ashamed of us, but came in our nature, came and took upon our experience upon him and died and overcame sin and gives us, gives us the power over temptation and sin. What a wonderful message that we find in Hebrews chapter 2. Our prayer is that you, uh, that we all kneel in front of this Lord and say, be my God, be my older brother. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. Thanks for joining us here on Inverse. And we continue our journey in the book of Hebrews as we study the nature of Jesus, his ministry in the heavenly sanctuary and the effects that he has for you and me. God bless you.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.